Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, my goodness. On a Tuesday, uh, it's DP. It's the coach, Kenny Wilhite. It's the man, Austin Orman. You're listening to Old School on 93.7 The Ticket. We appreciate you hanging out with us. 4-2-4-6-4-5-6-8-5. Start our text line if you want to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, of course, all the live streams are up. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and now Allo Channel 951 on your cable. You can just find us there. Get your text hand ready because we've got one for you to start. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Kenny, let's introduce our special guest. Welcome, everyone. Uh, number four in everybody's heart, Tommy Armstrong. Tommy, what's up, brother? How you doing? How you doing, Kenny? Good, good. You got me, my man DP, and Austin Norman on the ones and twos. Hey, brother, I appreciate you uh, coming on today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, first and foremost, um, let's talk about this indoor football. You know, I got a chance to watch you. You do your thing on Saturday. Um, again, I, I, I told everybody, you can still run the read game. Uh, you can still swing a little bit. But how did that come about? Uh, the indoor this year? Yeah. How did that come about, you playing in the indoor football football league? Um, honestly, I had just I had hung my cleats up. I had a great relationship with my offensive coordinator. Um, he had got the job um, this past year for Domaha Beef. Um, after having my son, I kind of told my wife that I was going to, you know, just basically retire and not do football anymore. But having that relationship, me and him playing in 2018 together, um, I, I trusted him. My wife gave me the A-OK to do that. And it kind of hit the ground running, and we kind of knew what offense we were going to run just because I, I ran the offense before, and he's been in the offense for multiple years. And it's, it's been a fun it's been a fun experience for me. Um, my family, um, just being able to get out there and have my son out there and being able to watch all the home games. So it's been fun. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Like I told you, when, when the game was over, I'm, I'm just out there having fun. And that, that's it's what I want. Yeah, that's what I wanted to touch on. You said that's the first thing you said to me was that you're having fun. Um, you're doing something you love, but you're having fun doing it. Um, that's a key, not only for me, but for guys like yourself. If you're not having fun, why do it? So when you said that, I was like, that was that was really good for him to say to me and to hear you say, because I have so much respect for you for the time you put in at, at the University of Nebraska. Now, let's touch on your time at the University of Nebraska. You had both uh, for four years, right? Was it three or four? Four. Four. Then you had a coaching yep. change, and then – the coaching changed. The style of offense you were running under Bo completely changed under Coach Riley and uh, Coach Langsdorf. Yep. How did that affect you, and then how did you go about uh, making that change, and, and, and did you have to change as a person? 
Um, honestly, yeah. Um, being able to have two years with, you know, uh, Coach Bo and Coach Beck, where the quarterback was basically the the captain of the ship. He had to control the offensive front, where the protection was going, um, who was running what route. Had basically times where the spread offense, you you're in control. You you tell your receivers that they have to block if they're running routes, what routes they have, what protection you have, and then going into a West Coast type of offense uh, with Coach Riley and Coach Langs, where you know your center is kind of the the basically the co-pilot, where mm-hmm. he's actually doing the fronts. Where when I had to see certain things, I had to trust my center to make those calls, and um, I couldn't really, you know adjust to the game as much my first year because I had to trust the coaches and, and actually um, have them basically experiment with what they had for personnel-wise. But after that first year, I think me as a person changed a lot just because I had to sit down with, you know, Coach Langsdorf and uh, Coach Riley and kind of tell them, hey, look, you know, I know we want to go to this West Coast offense, but what our personnel, you know, guys like DP, Alonzo Moore, um, Brandon Riley, and uh, Jordan Western camp out wide, I think our best bet is to try to, you know, basically put a little bit of spread offense in the West Coast offense where we could kind of balance it out, meet, meet in, the mid, uh, in the middle 50-50. I think that's what we did our, my, my senior year, mm-hmm. which kind of gave us an edge on everything where everybody started being more comfortable just because of the personnel we had wasn't really fit for a West Coast offense. But then Coach Langsdorf and uh, Coach Raleigh, understood that better after having that first year and um, knowing what I brought to the table of using my feet a little more and um, having those receivers that can make plays and some some guys that play running back, uh, Terrell Newby, uh, that could catch the ball out of the backfield, make plays as well. So I think uh, as far as my, my first two years, it was kind of where I was, like I said before, I was the, the captain of the ship where I had to do everything. And then my last two years, it was just more of just trying to get that chemistry back with not only my, uh, my the players that I was around, but the coaches. So it's interesting you said that because I've always said, like now, there was a coaching change at the University of Nebraska. When you were here, when they made that coaching change, they force-fed you throwing the ball your first year. You yep. had that. Um, what can I say? Leadership ability, you have that. Um, you have the you-know-what to go to Coach Lanes, go to Coach Riley and say, hey, can we meet in the middle? And can we do this? Can we add this? Can we add that? And that helped you. And that not only helped you, but it helped them. Because yep. you're not a drop-back 40 times a game quarterback. Right? Mm-mm. They tried to force nope. you into doing that. But then they also made a change uh, for the better, for the team. And as a coach, I, you know, I applaud them for doing that because they had to realize that in you, they can't do what they wanted to do. Right? So we we talk about on this show all the time about coaches being able to adjust to what they have on their roster. So for you to go in and talk to Coach Lane, to Coach Riley, to get them to buy into that, you know, I commend you for that. I didn't know you did that, but I commend you for that. Now, looking back, I know one play that sticks out in my head. What's one of your all-time favorite plays for Tommy Armstrong at his at, at the University of Nebraska? Um, 
it's it's crazy, but it's it's a simple play. It was the touchdown to Jordan Westerkamp to break the record um, of having the most touchdowns in Nebraska history. Just because my mom was there, mm-hmm. it was the first game, um, so that kind of stuck out to me. It's a lot of plays, you know, Oregon, Minnesota. I got so many plays where you know it, it kind of sticks out. But like I got the ninety-nine yard pass. But my mom was there in the bowl game. But being in Nebraska for the first time, having my mom and both of my sisters there, um, being able to see that game and being able to break the record that that home game and not knowing that it was going to be that game throughout the whole season that I broke the record, knowing that they had booked their ticket almost a year ahead of time, it's a little bit more special. So my mom always remembers that, always talks about that, and uh, she actually has that ball at home. So, uh that's one of those those plays that stick out to me. Just it's a simple play, but it, it it means more to it than just what you see on film. Love it, Tommy. I I get to 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 talk to you as an outsider looking in, and to hear mm-hmm. Kenny and to hear other Husker fans and other teammates talk about you as a passer. But as an outsider, I always thought, well, no, that's a misnomer. Tommy's a passer because the the facts say. You're as good at throwing the football as anybody that's ever been at the University of Nebraska, right? So do, do, how do you swallow that? How do you digest the passer versus football player or quarterback conversation? Because you're at the top of, 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 the, of the yardage, mm-hmm. TDs, uh, top five in, in best years ever. How do you process? In your mind, where does that land with you? Um, honestly, I look at it this way. Um, I'm, I'm a guy that, of course, I, I believe I'm a quarterback. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I wanted to play. That's what Nebraska gave me the opportunity to play. But I think most, most people don't realize that the way that I played my game was I did what was necessary for each, each game. If I had to run a little more, I had to run. Um, most people know me for, for running the ball. But most of the time, that's what defenses gave me which was, you know, they accounted for everybody but the quarterback. And um, certain times where I had to pass the ball, there was times where, you know, my sophomore year we played USC. I threw for almost 400 yards, four touchdowns, and I went 31 for 50 or something like that. I think it was 28 for 41 or, or whatever the case may be. But whatever I had to do, I was going to do. Um, but it fit our scheme. I think, um, you know, i I've had times where I've, I've thrown a lot of picks. Uh, my junior year, that first year where kind of Kenny was talking about where I had to throw the ball 40 to forty times a game, 35, 40 times a game. Um, West Coast offense where I had to make plays and wasn't really allowed to use my legs at times. And it kind of got us in trouble. Uh, kind of got me in trouble. I think that's where I had most of my picks. Out of my 40-something picks, I had almost half of those in my, my junior year. Um and I think personally, if I'm a, around a scheme that fits me, um, I'm able to take care of the ball. Um, an arena, for instance, this is a, a game that's all about fast pace, anticipation, throwing the ball on time, making pre, pre-snap reads. Normally, you got to go with the ball. And the biggest thing in the arena is taking care of the football and scoring points. And I think I have 20 passing touchdowns and 17 rushing touchdowns. Um, but I do what the defense gives me 
game planning wise, I just take what the defense gives me. So for me as a quarterback, I know I can throw the ball, um, but at times I know I can use my feet to keep the play alive. I think that's what I did to basically be successful at Nebraska, which is just taking what they give me. Coach Beck did a great job of game planning. Him and Coach Gans, uh, Joe Gans, being an ex-quarterback um, in Nebraska as well, they knew exactly how to game plan for me to actually do what I needed to do to get my guys the ball and to use my feet to you know keep plays alive. Uh, of all the stats that, that are attached to your name and the accomplishments there, which one do you take the most pride in? Man, um, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, like you said, it's, it's, I think it's the passing yards. Um, just because a lot of people just thought I was just a running back that could throw the ball. Um, but if you look at those stats, I have the most touchdown passes and the most passing yards, and it it speaks for itself. So, that being said, if I had a chance to – I tell myself this all the time, if I had a chance to play with Coach Bo for four years instead of two, I think I would have shattered the records by a lot. Um, most of my yards came from my first two years. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing is being being in a, a, a system that, that fits you. I think my, my last two years I was kind of – kind of – Drew the short uh, short end of the stick where it came from junior year experiment and then my senior year kind of saying, okay, we know exactly how to play play them now and what to do and battle on injuries and not being able to play three or four games. But, you know, that that's life that happens. But, uh, yeah, that's, I think having having that is, is, is great. I think, and it's funny too, is we're talking to Tommy Armstrong and we appreciate him making time on a Tuesday to come come chop it up with us. I, I think it's all fascinating. Kenny and I were talking about the arena game and I was involved in the arena game back in Utah uh, before I came here. And the physicality of it and the wear and tear, there, there, there are some folks who play the game for long periods of time because they just want to be in the game. But the the physical nature of the of the arena game is not set for skilled players to play a long time, especially quarterbacks who like to put their foot in the ground. What do you think the duration? What is the average duration for an arena league quarterback who puts his foot in the ground and makes his money by moving the chains with his feet? I would probably have to say six to eight years um, if they stay healthy. I think, like I said before, the biggest thing is just taking care of yourself. I, a lot of, a lot of people don't realize this, but in the arena, if you get, if you can get the first down, just get down. Um, <laughs> Save yourself. Hitting hit, hit that wall, hitting that wall and taking those unnecessary hits. You don't have any protection. You don't have a sideline to just run out of bounds and be safe. You have a, basically it's a, it's a hockey wall, mm-hmm. a hockey wall with a pad on it. Yep. And we say it all the time that that wall doesn't, doesn't lose a battle. It's undefeated. You can run a thousand times. It's yep. undefeated. Yep. It doesn't. It doesn't lose a battle. <clears throat> so you you bring that up, and you took a shot into that wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember? And I said that boy better learn how yep. to get down. But then the very next time, you got down, and you you know, you didn't you didn't take a, a shot like you took the first time. But I was like, not. Nah, yep. I, I would never have played that game. 
because I'm fighting somebody who puts me <laughs> into that pad like they did. So, now, nah, bro, I commend you. Um, again, I'm proud of you. You know, our relationship extends outside of football. Um, yes, sir. And, um, you know, the respect I have for you, not only you, but your family, your dad, you know, your mom. And, uh, again, I appreciate you. Well, we pulling him down like we need him in Lincoln. Well, he's he's. Are you still coaching at the high school here? Yeah, I, I coach at North Star. So he's, he's the yeah. Office I need him. North Star. I, yeah. Okay, Tommy, we'll be talking. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I got some work for you, nah. right, <laughs> bro. I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. And uh, again, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're loving the game that you're still playing, that you're able to play uh, physically, uh, mentally, and uh, again, that's. Get you hooked up with DP, yeah, bro. So you guys can get something going. Yeah, it look his yeah, voice. His voice is necessary. His stories are necessary, and he needs to be celebrated at the right level. Yep, yep. So, well, enjoy the rest of your day, man. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to to shout us out and uh, be on this with us and uh, be safe, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all a lot. Thank you, Tommy. That's Tommy Armstrong, Huskers QB. All-time passing leader, Nebraska football. We'll throw it to break. We'll come back. Kenny and I have a little coach talk, a little bit, a little bit of coach talk. We previewed it in the crossover. Kenny Mullahite, Austin Orman, myself. Y'all hang with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.